Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's another tune by Mike and the Mechanics. You'll find out why in about 20 minutes, why we're playing Mike and the Mechanics. Anyway, the NRL is knocking, knocking, knocking. I've been devouring a lot of the pre-season matches, particularly the Warriors one. And a man who just covers it so, so well for NRL.com. He's the senior writer there. Brad Walter joins the show now. G'day, Brad. Yeah, how are you, Stephen? Good, mate. Um, What have you made of the pre-season and new recruits and uh, transfers Form. How how has this year's preseason stacked up to previous uh, previous years? Do you think? Well, I think that I think that we're heading into round one the next weekend, where we pretty much have a good idea of um, of of the rosters that the clubs are going to field. I feel like that you know most clubs treated the first week of the preseason where they played a lot of um, you know fringe players or guys they wanted to have a look at. They experimented a fair bit. I mean, I think last weekend um, we saw closer to probably the rosters that the um, that the teams are thinking of or the coaches are thinking of um, of using in round one. So I think we've got a, a fair idea of what the teams are going to look like. Um, you know, there's not too much mystery around uh, around size now, and, and I just it felt like yeah, that was the last weekend was like the, that that hit out to just finalise preparations for for all the teams. I'll have a uh, this weekend off, and then. Uh, it all starts next uh, Thursday when the Eels take on the Storm. Talk to me about Penrith. Um, they lost a couple of very crucial players in the transfer market, and now they've just lost um, May to a season-ending injury, which is tragic for him, uh, first and foremost, and another a pretty serious loss for Penrith. I feel like even before a game's been played, in the NRL regular season, they're not as warm a favourite for me to win a title as they were the previous two years. Yeah, and I think even I reckon if you went back to before the preseason um, tournament, the preseason uh, challenge, um, it, pretty it was like it was who's going to beat Penrith, and I think now, um, yeah, maybe maybe um, they've come back to the field a little bit. Um, we knew that they'd lost um, uh, Viliami Kikau and. Happy uh, Coruscant from their team, um, you know, to, to other clubs this season. We knew that would have an impact, but I think probably what we've seen in the last two weeks, and particularly against, um, a, you know, a, a really good team in St. Helens, is that um, they haven't replaced those players with, you know, like for like. With, you know, like um, Luke Garner is, is a good player, and Mitch Penny is, uh, has been there sort of as the understudy to, to Coruscant um, for a couple of seasons, but. They're not at the same level. They're not the thing, you know. They're not going to have the same impact. So that obviously does um, uh, does bring the Panthers back to the field a little bit. And then 
Um, you know, but yeah, the, the injury to Taylor and May did his ACL the other night, the other season. Um, that's a huge blow. He scored 16 tries, I think, uh, uh, or maybe 18 tries in 22 games last year uh, for Penrith. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a try-scoring winger um, who's out. Um, they may uh, they may now have to look at mo- maybe moving Brian Toto back um, back onto um, May's side of the field, onto the, onto the left side, left edge there. Um, so, you know, you know, there's there's a bit of work for, for Penrith to do, to be honest, coming out of uh, that game on the weekend. Even though, look, I mean, they lost 13 12 to St Helens, who've won four grand finals in a row over in the Super League. So, were were absolutely stacked with uh, England internationals. So, they lost to a very good club side in, in what was a really, really good match. But yeah, we're just sort of a bit of a, a bit of a sense that Penrith's got a bit of work to do, and then then they're maybe not as uh, potent as what they had been in in previous seasons. But um, you know, they, look, they're a, they're a great club. They've got a lot of good players coming through, uh, and people will get the opportunity to step out, step up. I've got no doubt that um, they'll improve as the season goes on as well. But um, yeah, but maybe you know, maybe they are a little bit back to the field. One team I wanted to ask you about, and I'm going to have a very interesting watch on them this season, is Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Haven't made the eight for six seasons, and before that they were about seventh as well. They won it in 2012, so a long, long time since the top, uh, one of the more powerful, storied, historical clubs, um, and they look like they're building from the bottom up. So the last three years they were 15th, then they were Wooden Spooners, last year 12th. What sort of run could they make? Well, so there's no doubt that they're building. That's for one. They're building, and it's a plan to continue to improve. And they've recruited, um, they've recruited well. But, um, but, but I, you know, whether or not they can make the eight this season, I'm not. Like I think they'll they'll grow close. Um, they might scrape in, or they they might miss out. I don't think they're going to do much more because, like, just and if I can just try to go through their roster off the, off the top of my head uh, in some detail. They've picked up um, Kikau from the Bulldogs, uh, from, some, from the Panthers. He's going to make a huge difference in terms of strike power on that left edge. He's going to play out on the same side of the field as, um, as Matt Burton and Josh Adokar, and, and they, they formed a really um, lethal uh, combination for the Bulldogs last season. That was really where most of their attack came from. Uh, and they've picked up uh, Reid Marnie, the Parramatta hooker, and that's the area where Canterbury have really struggled, I think, since probably when Michael Ennis left the club, um, you know, way back in 2015 or 16. Um, so for quite some time, um, they haven't had a top-line top, uh, top hooker, um, an established top-line hooker. Um, so they do there now. Um, their forward depth maybe isn't as good as what it had been in the past, but um, but, but it's certainly pretty strong. But look, the back line, to me, you know, I said, so there's Matt, Matt Burton, um, 5'8", playing 5'8". Um, he, look, you know, he's come from Penrith. He was his first year at Canterbury last year. He played State of Origin and he played for Australia um, at the World Cup. But like uh, in both occasions, he was um, he played as a centre and he played at Penrith as a centre. Although he is an actual um, playmaker, a 5'8", and he's no doubt the, the the key playmaker that they've got. And they've got Adokar on the wing, and he's we all know he's one of the great uh, wingers of the of the modern era. But the rest of their backline, it's like Jake uh, Jake Avrilo has been playing uh, pretty much every position across the backline. He may or may not be uh, the starting fullback. Um, he's a young guy with about 50 
first great games, but like, what is his position? Uh, Kyle Flanagan, there's been huge question marks about uh, about him uh, in his future at the Bulldogs um, uh, for pretty much for the last two seasons. Um, so is he their long-term halfback? Do they see him as their, you know, they're going to stick with him? Um, how, you know, is he the answer uh, in, in that role? Um, that's to be decided. Um, you know, we'll, I suppose we'll find out a lot more as the season goes on. And then, like, in, in the centres, they've got um, um, uh, Paul Amoroto, uh, who's a really highly regarded young kid. He's 18 years of age. Hasn't played an NRL match, uh, you know, the... I've got no doubt he'll play in round one, and um, and he's got a bright future, like I said. But he's never played an NRL match, so that'll be his debut. And Braden Burns is um, is probably the other um, centre. And um, you know, Braden's been around for a while, but you know, where does he? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that he fits in the you know certainly the top echelon of, of centres. Um, you know, it's not a representative class player, so their back line um, is pretty is pretty light on, you know. Um, you know, Jacob Kraus is, is playing on the wing, who was uh, would have been the rookie of the of the year last year if it wasn't for the uh, outstanding form of uh, Jeremiah uh, Nanai. So, um, yeah, I think um, you know, I just think yeah that people are getting excited about about the Panthers, and they, there's no doubt that they are building. Um, Stephen Crichton's coming in 2024, 20, but he's not going to be there uh, this season. So, um, yeah, I think I think um, people's expectations of the Bulldogs need to be need to be a bit tempered. I have to ask you about the Warriors, of course. You're, you're beaming out over Australia and New Zealand. Um, and I look back, Warriors' first season, they came 10th out of 20 teams, which isn't too bad. I think we'd take 10th this year. Uh, Brad, can we achieve 10th? I think so, yeah. I think that's, there's, there's more than, you know, that's more than um, uh, a reasonable expectation. I think it's good that maybe expectations are tempered a bit. There seems, you know, there's often been with the Warriors, like they win a couple of games and everyone thinks they're going to win the comp. Um, they lose a couple of games and everyone's wanting to sack the coach or, um, you know, rip, rip the place apart. So I think, um, you know, the, the expectations need to be realistic. And if they were to make the finals this year, that would be a great, you know, that would be a really good result. Um, yeah, you'd like to see them sort of sitting up there around that, uh, you know, close to the top eight. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know people shouldn't get carried away. But I think you know I've got a good coach in Andrew Webster. He's come out of a really good system at Penrith. He's 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 highly regarded. He's renowned for um, um, you know his work in defence uh, as well. Um, and I think that's an area that he's probably going to focus on. He's focusing on at the Warriors. Um, and you know they've recruited well. Um, they've recruited well, but they they've. Um, and they've probably been one of the big players in the, in the recruitment market, but they haven't gone out and, and they not, haven't been signing like, you know, marquee signings. They've just been building the depth and the strength of the overall squad, and that's probably something that's that's, that's lacked in, the, in, in recent seasons. Um, you know, and due largely to the fact that, you know, the instability and the uncertainty about where the club was going to be um, was going to be based and where they were playing. I've got no doubt that when they play at home, that, that, you know, after being away for so long, um, that they're going to lift um, and they're going to perform and they're going to have a lot of support behind them, um, you know. But they may struggle a bit, on, a bit on the road. You know, it's something they're going to have to come to terms with. It, it now is is the back and forth every every um, every week. You know, of, of playing playing a home game and playing a, playing an away game in Australia and, and um, you know and just be you know their recovery and their preparation and just the impact that the travel um, will have on them. It's something that 
they haven't had to deal with for, for a few years, but the upside is that they are going to be at home every second week and um, and they will have some great support behind them. How important Sean Johnson stands up this year, which <clears throat> potentially will be his last season. Um, there's been quite a bit of criticism for his performance in their final game against Melbourne Storm. About half the errors were, were him. Um, but really, someone said, you know, he doesn't fire up for pre-season. He'll be fine regular season. He's an important cog. Of course, he's an important... He's definitely an important cog in the Warriors side, but I think that, you know, like, the team isn't going to revolve just around Sean, you know? Like, um, you know, there's quite a few um, young playmakers uh, at the club this season, um, and they're, you know, I just think the Warriors are, um, you know... They're looking. They're, I suppose they're looking at life after Sean, and they're also looking to make sure that they're not, um, you know, that they're not relying uh, solely on on Sean. But he's a key player uh, for the for the club, you know, and um, and they'll be looking, uh, you know, obviously, but no doubt, if, um, for the Warriors to do well this season, they're going to need Sean Johnson to to, to stand up and, and and to fire on a regular basis. Um, but like I said, it's, I don't think it's going to completely revolve around. Um, Sean, I think those expectations and that pressure will be uh, eased off him a, a bit. It's a bit real pity the injury to Luke. Nick Carthy looks fantastic in that um, that opening trial, but you know there, there are other options at the club as well. So um, I think the depth, the depth um, to me, just the Warriors just look um, they look they, they've got greater depth than they've had in, in recent seasons, and you know um, they, they'll be able to cope with you know injuries, and they'll be able to. Um, you know, for the former players, um, but, you know, they'll be able to make selection decisions and, and change change the team around from week to week if they need to. Brad Rolder, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for chatting. Hey, no worries. No, pleasure talking to you. Brad Rolder, NRL.com senior writer, wonderful writer, understander of the game, and we will no doubt catch up with him as the season progresses. Now stick around. After the break... Haven't done it for a wee while because uh, Cycling Gabriel threw carnage across of all, all of our programming. We're resuming our normal Tuesday. It's Draft Day Tuesday after the break.